welcome to It's Third Down, an NFL podcast brought to you by three fans from the UK. I am Adam, your Bills fan. Hello. Joined as always by Adam, the Titans fan. Hello. And of course we have Dan, the Ravens fan. Hello. Now, before we jump into anything, we discuss any games which have happened from week five. Uh, as the at, at the time of recording this, it is mental health uh world mental health day um so just a very quick shout out to everyone who's listening new listeners listeners coming back um don't suffer in silence speak out have a chat don't don't kind of swallow your pain so i think you two would probably agree with me it's uh, quite an mm-hmm. important thing to to do yeah it is absolutely now on to the good stuff we have done week 5 and as mentioned in the previous episode we attended a game, another game. Um, we did. And this was one we, all three of us kind of were looking forward to. So uh, the game in question is Bills versus Jags. Uh, I kind of went out there with a bit of a, an elaborate prediction because I thought we would walk all over them. Um, to be honest, a lot of our scores were, were kind of up there and, and a bit wild. Um, mine being the most wild, but um, the Bills did lose, unfortunately. The game ended up with a 25-20 win to the Jags. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm torn. I'm, I'm annoyed because the one time I see the Bills play, um, they've obviously lost. But when I've looked back at the footage and everything else, um, I'm not fully disheartened. So... Uh, I'm just I'm going to jump straight into it. So I mean, obviously, it started as a promising day. We're all in good spirits, um, and then towards the end of the day, I'm kind of I'm feeling confused. Why have we lost that? Everything else, it was just bad decisions from the start. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, the Bills felt like they stuck to a game plan, and they didn't really deviate from it. And I don't know whether that was Ken Dorsey making the wrong play calls or Josh not putting his foot down and going against it. There's obviously debate that the Bills came across to London late because obviously they travelled on the Thursday, which only gave them a day and a half to kind of acclimate themselves. But mm-hmm. then again, it's only five hours, you know, so I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, we were We were running the ball when we shouldn't have. So <clears throat> there's times where you look back and James Cook... I mean, he's had a torrid day. He's not done well. And yeah, I would rather have Josh pulled the ball from Cook at the last second and maybe done a quick throw, a quick slant pass to Knox or Diggs or someone. Just get the ball away. Um, yeah. And obviously that just that hasn't happened. Um, we missed crucial catches. Um, we were very minimal in our yards after catch. Um, and... I think what the main thing what happened is the Jags, they started the game with an eight-man box. So you had your, your D-line and then the safeties behind them. So they had eight men in what's con- um, considered the box. Within the first couple of minutes, they switched to an 11-man box. So already they've put another three players in there and they've stacked it out. Um, and Bills just didn't read it. We We didn't do anything, you know. At times when we were trying to run the ball, there were five D-line against four of the Bills' O-line. Now, I mean, I'm not great at maths, but 
five and four doesn't go. So no. you've got f- you've got four Bills players trying to block five Jags players, and the the un you know the unblocked Jags player is bursting through every time, and he's hitting James Cook as he's trying to receive the ball. So James Cook actually finished the day on five carries for minus four yards. He didn't Ooh. get a positive yardage. So that that is obviously testament to that. We weren't reading it properly. You know, I would much rather Allen pull the ball away from him and, you know, run it himself or something. You know, it's just, it's just, just Cook not reading it properly. That was the main problem. He, it, it was almost as if he, he said, right, I'm going this way whether you like it or not. And he stuck to it. He didn't look at an open play. You look at players like Zach Moss was testament this weekend, Bijan Robinson, the way they cut and they duke by players because they see an opening. Cook mm-hmm. wasn't doing that, so that was just incredibly frustrating. Um, as I mentioned, obviously, minimal yards after catch. So um, Josh had a very, very good game. I will get onto that in a bit. Um, <clears throat> but when he was throwing the ball and the players were making those catches, there was a defensive player on them almost immediately, or they just weren't trying hard enough to get those extra yards. And it's it's incredibly frustrating. You know, crucial catches we were missing. There was one um, third and something, I can't remember. And it just goes right through James Cook's hands. And you think, if you make that catch, we've now got a fresh set of downs. Josh can then progress and, and reset himself. And it just, it just felt like a lot went wrong. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of my gripe with all of that. Um, to talk Do you know what else didn't some... help? <clears throat> what was that? Sorry, jump in. I've, I've watched a fair few NFL games now, and I think it's safe to say this one game in particular that we happen to be at, I've never seen so many flags thrown in a single NFL game ever. There yeah. were so many penalties. Yeah, so... <laughs> Most of which were against you was... guys. It was, and a lot of it was, you know, they were they were bullshit calls. Um, mm-hmm. One of them was called for um, pass interference. I saw none of it. Even when the three of us looked up on the screen and we thought, where the fuck is it? Like, it, it just wasn't mm, there. Yeah. There there were some proper bullshit calls. Um, but again, you can only play what's in front of you. If you've got the other team and the ref in front of you, then be smarter. Don't put yourself in a position where you're going to get the flag. So, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I feel, I feel there were a lot of flags. There were a lot of bullshit calls, but you you can't put that down to it. There was a lot of things the Bills did wrong. Um, we obviously we finished the game with some serious injuries, so we went into the game already having a player out, a key elite player out. Tredavious White, he was out with a um, an ACL or MCL, one of the two. Um, and then you know due to this game. Matt Milano has fractured his leg and has a potential ACL injury and Daquan Jones has a pectoral injury, both of which of them require surgery, so they are more than likely going to be out for the season. Um, Dalton Kincaid uh, picked up a head injury. He's being monitored for concussion and Dawson Knox is um, kind of nursing uh, a hamstring tweak. So, Again, I could go into this because those people are calling it the the turf. Obviously, Spurs have the retracted surface underneath, so it's um, like a, an astroturf um, field hybrid. Mm-hmm. So um, turf and grass kind of intertwined, 
and the players weren't liking it and whatever else. But the Jags played on the exact same pitch. Y- yeah. You know, it's, I, I just feel it's unfortunate. Yes, I understand, you know, turf is probably better than AstroTurf, but um, we can't use that as an excuse because the Jags were on the same field and I didn't see half of their players going down with these serious injuries. So, um, <clears throat> again, it's just, it's up for a debating point. Um, we had a, a couple of players coming in who had to fill roles. So obviously Tredavious White was out um, and Kaya Elam, second year cornerback came in. Um, he he didn't have a good game. I think he's very low on confidence. He's an incredibly athletic player, but he he just struggled. He got swallowed up. You could tell he was, he's a good player. You can just tell he's lacking reps. He hasn't got that match. Um, match readiness in him so that was a shame he ended up getting pulled from the game in the early in the fourth quarter which obviously is not going to do his confidence any good at all but he actually gave up something like 96 yards alone just him which isn't good enough um yeah really really good uh, good really really bad sorry um yeah yeah it is what it is was it some... was it the Bills or the Jags where they had a defense player registered as a receiver? It was the Bills. So um, the that happened as well. The announcer kept calling out that seventy six is an eligible player or an eligible receiver. Sorry. So um, essentially, that just means that the Bills were short on numbers. They wanted to reshuffle it around, and they had to make the um, the officials aware. So there's certain plays where um, if an O-line somehow or another catches the ball or receives the ball, I'm pretty mm-hmm. certain they're not allowed to score a touchdown. You have to be an eligible receiver. So your wide receivers, your tight ends, your whoever else, um, gotcha. you have to be registered as an eligible receiver. So obviously they were pulling this guy um, out from his usual position and just making the officials aware. Um, going on to some good points from the game. Um, Alan looked great. He He played a great game and... It, it's you know it's not testament to him the loss because people are saying you know Allen's dusted and it's all his fault and this that and the other he played well okay he had 40 attempts for 27 completions but he threw for 359 yards he threw two touchdown passes yes he got one interception um, but he had four carries for 14 yards and got himself um, a Russian TD he also recorded no sacks. He wasn't sacked in that game. So he he had a great yeah. game. Stats-wise, he had a great game. And obviously that interception, um, you can put down to both him and Diggs. Okay, it's Josh doing his kind of arm cannon, arm punt sort of thing. But then going on to Diggs, you know, that should have been, it should have been a catch. If you watch it back frame by frame, Diggs has two hands on the ball. And the cornerback, I don't know who it was, the one who was in coverage or the safety, um, he's nowhere near Diggs. He then somehow manages to wrap his hands, or, or hand, it's not even two hands, he wraps a hand underneath the ball, and when they hit the ground, the players force the ball from Diggs. So Diggs has to do better, I'm sorry. Diggs had two hands on that ball, and then all of a sudden you're in the red, in the red zone and the game changes completely. But mm-hmm. it's just... It's the same again. It's it's bullshit. Yeah, and it's tough um, as well because you've got to watch it happen in person, which couldn't have been yeah. easy. 
No, no. Like I said, obviously, I wanted the Bills to do well. Um, I wanted to see him win, but I'm, I'm, I'm pleased I see, I saw him at least. But you know, uh, being harsh on Diggs, he had um eleven targets. He received eight of them for 121 yards, one touchdown. Um, obviously, he had the one fumble lost, which is the interception. Um, but you know, it's just yeah, it's annoying. Another good point is, you know, we saw glimpses that the Bills can do things. 45 seconds it took him to go from the Bills' 10-yard line to mm-hmm. a touchdown. So yep. I, rem- I remember looking at you two in the stadium thinking, we've just proven we could do that. And f- okay, yeah, I understand the Jags had the clock on their side and the game was ticking down, so the Jags probably, you know, sat off us a little bit in order to get the ball back. I don't know. There was probably loads of different things what happened. But the Bills proved it. So... Where the fuck was that in the in you know you could see the game. The the run game wasn't there. They yeah. the Jags were stacked on defense and just make better calls. You know it is what it is. But to kind of to sum it up as a whole, um, it was a great day out. I would have liked to have seen them win, but we can't win them all. And I got to see them live. Um, that's that's pretty much my. 10 pence without going into it too much but I want to get like a, a neutral opinion so your two from the game and obviously being there atmosphere was incredible obviously the mafia showed up um what are your two thoughts yeah and um, you mentioned it just then the atmosphere so this is probably I've been to um I don't know six games now and of all the London games this has probably been the loudest one mm-hmm. and there was it was a, a mixture of loads of Bills fans and not many Jags fans. I know, obviously, it's a Bills home game um, anyway, but I would have thought I yeah. would have seen more Jags fans around unless they just were situated elsewhere. But, yeah, that made it interesting. It gave it sort of a pantomime mm. feel as well. Um, we had a very uh, sober person a couple of rows in front of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, who was... The sober there. <laughs> um, you know, every time the third down was happening, he was up and lots of Waving hand gestures and banter yeah. with the nearby Jags fan that was there. Um, and that was great because we haven't had an atmosphere like that at one of the games before. There's been mm. a different kind of atmosphere. Green Bay were loud, but not not like a, this is a home game. I'm intimidated mm. on third down loud. It was just a, everyone's having fun loud. Um, so atmosphere wise, this was great. Um, we, I didn't think the Jags did much of anything special. Um, it just mm. worked for them. Yeah, uh, ETN just would run a route on. A, I can't remember which play it was, but he got a touchdown, and he went into the right side of the end zone. Yeah, and you, whichever player it was for the Bills that. One fell down, and then the other guy didn't even attempt to chase him. Literally just yeah. jogged, jogged towards him, didn't bother. Even if you know you're not going to get there, I probably still want to see a defensive player make that attempt. Because uh, you never know. You could clip an ankle and they go out, you know, like it could be anything. The, yeah, the ball could um, slip out of his hands. You never know. Yeah, so, yeah, Jags, and they look fine. Um nothing special but it all worked and it all came together we saw i liked etn's second touchdown where he just found that gap you were talking about the run play not working for you we literally watched him just run and then juke straight through 
Yeah, he Touchdown. managed to made it look bounce easy. Off. Yeah, he bounced off a couple of players and then just ran through. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Bills wise, obviously we got to see Josh Allen with the big fifty odd yarder or whatever it was to do. Yeah, that was something, that was fun to watch. Yeah, um, that was difficult to watch. I saw Josh throw it. I followed the ball up and then it just disappeared into the air. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was watching Diggs and oh, there it is. Um, but that was good. And we had another one later on as well. Um, we we got touchdowns in the game. It was quite a high scoring mm-hmm. game. You know, 45 points is decent for what it is. Um, yeah. I was thoroughly entertained. Had a little giggle with Dan because you were very obviously... <laughs> wound up by what was happening in front of you yeah and i was torn between like you know playing with it a bit or just leaving you to it and it with <laughs> so we just just went for that because it was already tough watching yeah. like, i found it tough to watch just being sat next to you um but yeah is what it is you didn't get the result you had the opportunities and the time but didn't use the time well so yeah. from a neutral point of view it was just Quite an entertaining game. Atmosphere was incredible, um, as I said, and that just yeah made for a good day out, as as you said. Yeah, yeah said, absolutely. As you said, keep saying as you said. What uh, what are your thoughts then? Um, pretty much the same same vibe. I think the Jags were more present, or Jags mm-hmm. fans were more present when we went to see them at Wembley than I think yeah. they were at Tottenham, which is strange because they were there, definitely there. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a home game at Wembley for them. Yeah. So, so I guess in terms of Americans, there's probably an allocation or an allowance for season ticket holders, etc., to pick up their normal tickets and travel over. Yeah. Because there were sure. loads of Americans around there us. There was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, normally you bump into one or two at the stadium kind of thing, but there were people on the way there. Um, we had those American girls trying to find, find their way as well. Um, people in front and behind yeah. us were, I think they were part of the same group. Because um, Lady behind me kept tapping on the shoulder and said, I'm really sorry about him, he's really drunk. He gets like this. It's like, it's not, yeah. it's not a problem. <laughs> it's having a fun day. Um the interaction between him and the the Jags fan on the other side of the aisle, that was hilarious. Both giving it to each other. Um the foghorn on the leg thing kept making me giggle. Um Yeah, so third down obviously for the Bills, you don't get a it's third down, you just get the yeah, it's classed as a um, uh, it's on the Bills app I've got, and I think it's the New York subway horn or something. Um, oh, okay. So there you go. Cool. Okay. <laughs> but um, no, it was good. It was, it was electric atmosphere. Like it, it definitely has been the loudest game I've been to, and I've been to a fair few less than you guys. But um, but it was just nuts, and that, that really helps you get into it more. So when the Bills did yeah. do stuff like as neutral. I was like, fucking yeah, you really get into it. But then yeah. <laughs> because you were quite vocal about how you were feeling when the Jags did something good or scored, I didn't quite know how to react. I was like, okay, that's cool. Etienne's got me some more fantasy <laughs> See, I, I wasn't fussed. If I saw a good play, say Etienne breaking through and getting touched down, I'm straight up on my feet applauding that, you know. Yeah. Which is, to, yeah, it's that's fair because I, you know, for you two, that was a neutral game. I know you have an affiliation with Bills because of me, but then I strangely have an affiliation. Obviously, I support Bills, but I have a strange affiliation with Jags because they were the first team I saw win in London. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's, yeah, it, it, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's just, um, 
you know, you would have liked as, the result. <laughs> I would have liked the result. Obviously, as next week, I will be torn between you two, which obviously we'll get to in a minute. Oh, I but know. I yeah. would just, I'll just enjoy a nice new game. But yeah. exactly, um, exactly how we were last weekend. This, this yeah. is how you will be weekend coming up. You won't care. Yeah. Raven score um, time score. You see the scoring. So before um before we jump on to the next game, um just to wrap this one up, there is a note I've put down here which I've kind of glossed over a little bit, which kind of just shows how poor Bills were. Um in that game, Bills missed nineteen tackles, which Ooh. is a hell of a lot. Nineteen tackles. And the Jags recorded four point six six yards after contact per run. Not on Jesus. average. Per run. Per run. So that Yeah. That baffles me. But hey ho, it is what it is. It was a great weekend. Um I was in the moment at the time. And <laughs> Yeah, you were very upset. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a passionate fan, as you two know, and I do get very vocal, but hey-ho, on to the next one. So, um, let's jump on to your game, Dan. So you had uh, divisional rivalry, and you visited Pittsburgh. Um, we did. Talk us through it. It was... It started off okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson running the ball and started getting some yards. Uh, Justice Hill got a nice early touchdown for us, um, rushing touchdown in the first quarter, um, did some nice juking and route running and stuff. So it started off quite promising. It's like, okay, cool, this is how it's going to go. Um, shortly afterwards, we um, managed to get a field goal from Justin Tucker to take us up to 10 points. Um, but unfortunately, that's where it all went downhill. <laughs> These uh, Steelers games are cursed. Um, we went to punt the ball from our red zone and uh, ended up getting blocked and it got intercepted in our, um, what do you call it, end zone. Um, I think it got them a safety. Um, I'm not quite too sure because the score went a bit weird then. Yeah, but, uh, it, was, it ended up being a safety, to yeah. five. Um, what else? End up as interception. Um, lots of stuff has happened in between that that wasn't really worth mentioning just lots of back and forth um there was one point in the fourth quarter where we got a nice interception and we managed to run it up to their end zone um at which point we should have run the ball not thrown it but jackson threw the ball um i can't remember whose intended pass was for but um got intercepted by uh joey porter jr the uh, Steelers rookie and it's like oh god's sake right at the end of the game that, that would have won it for us that would have clinched the deal but no um, and then they end up getting a massive throw, and uh, George Pickens gets touched down in like with like a minute left to go, and we we just couldn't make it happen. Basically, um, Lamar Jackson got sacked on the very last play, just couldn't get back up. So is a bit of a poor performance from us. Um, stats wise, didn't he? I think on the, yeah, on it the was last a one. Yeah, yeah, sorry, it was. Um, again, we just need we need to do better. That's not the that's not how you win Super Bowls. You need to beat the Steelers to win Super Bowls. But um, stats-wise, it was quite even throughout the game. Like, mm-hmm. it really wasn't much in it. In time of possession, we had the ball for 32 seconds longer than they did out of the whole hour of gameplay. So, 
yeah, it's just one of those things. We sh- we should have won. We should have we should have beaten them like how we did the Browns, but alas, it wasn't to be. Um, yeah, just hope we do do better next week. Just put it behind I us. Think, got to keep um, cracking on. I think yeah. Lamar maybe made some bad calls throughout yeah. that. You know, there was it. You know, the last play of the game where he does fumble it and um, or TJ Watt inevitably ends up sacking him. Yeah. Um, you know, Ravens are what were you four and twenty or something mad or four and I don't know. It was four and a lot. And yeah. Jackson's not even looking for anyone. He's looking to run it because he thinks yeah. he's the hero. And then obviously he inevitably yeah. gets sacked by T.J. Watt, who's an incredibly incredibly defensive player, um, and obviously loses you the game. Um, one thing I did like about that is the um, the interviews afterwards. Um, mm. Kenny Pickett was interviewed about the the scoring, uh, sorry, the winning touchdown, yeah. and um, he just basically said, "If I see fourteen open, uh, or if I see fourteen on man-to-man coverage, I'm throwing it to him because I know he's going to score every time." Yeah. And what does he do? He throws it to Pickens. Pickens gets the dub, uh, the the touchdown, and and Pitt get the dub. Yeah, yeah, it's annoying. So our two losses so far have been to the Colts, which, again, I would have said that we should have won. And then after we beat the Browns the week before last, we should have beaten the Steelers this week, in my professional opinion. So yeah. we really should be a 5-0 and team, but we're not um, because of those two losses. So, but we're st- still... So it works, yeah. Losses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at, but, um, look at the Bills. Just, you know, Bills should have beaten Jets. Bills should have beaten Jags. It's just what happens on the day... Um, doesn't pay off but exactly and it just reinforces yeah. that you can't predict what happens you should never bet on the nfl mm. unless you're me and uh put in for etienne Diggs, and um josh allen to get a rushing touchdown and all three of them come in and win you 12 quid you you did, yeah fair, fair play to you <laughs> and um, put that on on the way up to stadium but um yeah that's, that was cool but um yeah i think we should thing, need to do better another thing i noticed from your game is it was kind of woeful catching so there mm-hmm. were so many dropped catches in your game i think yeah Dave flowers had three or four um you know bateman had a handful and maybe that's why lamar wanted to run it a lot because he just didn't trust them he just lost what? confidence yeah what are your thoughts on that so with Aglor, here's another one um it's happened before in a couple other games He's so 50-50, like hit and miss. You don't know what's going to happen. So he can either catch like the best catch you've ever seen and get loads of yards, or he'll just just kind of bat it away like a spastic. Um, and it, we, we need consistency. That's what we need. So like with Zay, for example, like from what I've seen of him, okay, he's rookie and he's new to the NFL, but like he, he knows what to do. He probably will catch the ball and then maybe get some yards after it. So it's almost like seeing him regress, kind of, like this week. That's yeah. right. I just, I just need, need, just need to do better. Just need to be more sharpened senses and more switched on, and then I think we'll be all right. Yeah, that's fair. And like, obviously, you know, everyone has off weeks, and all you can do is just kind of hope you pick yourself back up and go again after that. Yes, but uh, yeah, that's all I had to say about it. Not Fair. happy, but nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, 
I mean, I would say let's kind of pick the spirits up of the podcast and we'll go to a team <laughs> no, no, who's no, no, won. No. <laughs> but uh, we're going to skip across to Titans. Triple losses this week. Adam, it yeah. is triple L's. Yeah, so Titans visited the Colts this week, divisional matchup. Um, 23-16 loss, not ideal. Um, yeah, I mean, one score game, so in terms of the score, and it was close, but... It... <laughs> It's just the inconsistency is massive with the Titans at the minute. And annoyingly, our defense has kind of been the saving grace in any game. Even the games that we've lost, the defense have kept us in it. You know, we haven't maybe looked like scoring, but we'll stop the run or we'll just look okay on defense. And at least there'll be something positive um, other than a couple of weeks ago. But. This game, the defence let us down massively. Um, Tier Tart being out was a huge miss, and the Colts just made the most of what yeah. was in front of them. Yeah. Um, Titans haven't let up. Um, well, across the first four games, it's about 280 rushing yards the Titans have let up. Mm-hmm. 193 in this game alone. So there was a hole, and they kept finding it. <laughs> um it's yeah moss moss was he had two touchdowns he just kept going through we it, we just looked like we didn't have an answer for him and i wouldn't have even said moss is like a really great running back no um, and we made him look great so yeah that was frustrating and that was where the game was lost really um because i'll get onto the offense in a minute which wasn't 100 percent, but there were some positives there but yeah we lost it on the defense as i said one score game for tying it up but couldn't even do that so um one of the big problems that the titans have is christian fulton who just looks like an error waiting to happen um he always gives up a big play or commits dpi and he gave up 38 yards in um dpi twice so there was a 22-yard DPI that he gave up, set the Colts up in the red zone on the 18-yard line, and they got a TD at the end of that drive. So that DPI doesn't happen. You know, maybe they don't get that touchdown. There's a difference in the score already. Yeah. Um, and in 16 yards, they were on third and 12, and he gave up 16 yards. We would have got the ball back with four minutes left down four points in the fourth quarter but that's not how it ended up because they went on to get a field goal so um yeah silly silly mistakes he for anything that the defense could have or maybe have done good christian volton's let us down and yeah that was huge in this game but as i was saying some positives with the offense because i need to find positives somewhere d hop had his best game in a Titans jersey this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't actually write down how many yards he got, but it was quite big. It was like 130, I, th- I think. I or... think he got 140. Yeah. Um, he. It, that's what I want to see. I want to see Tannehill utilising D-Hop. I've talked about him in early games where it looked like he was always looking for him, which meant he wasn't making the right plays at the time. The difference now is he's looking for him and finding him. Yeah. Um, if he can do that and we get a running game going, then I'm confident that the Titans can actually put up a good offensive show for a change. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's frustrating to see D Hop have his best game in the Titans jersey and lose the game because he did play really well and Tannehill yeah. was playing well. Um, finding him as well. Um, the run game let us down in terms of the offense. Derek Henry couldn't couldn't break through, just couldn't just couldn't. But we had a nice yeah. play where Ty J Spears got his first touchdown in the NFL. He did indeed. Nice little run around the back, about thirty yards, I think it was, that he ended up travelling. It wasn't thirty from scrimmage, but because he was so far back and had to get all the way through. Um that was nice and it's good to have that option because that's not a sort of play that Derek Henry's particularly going to be doing. Um, you know, he he will find a gap and get through, hopefully. But Ty J being a bit more nimble, running all the way around the back and through down, um, dodging defenders as well. There was, you know, it's not a mega impressive dodge, but you mentioned about um, Cook just picking a direction and going with it. Um, mm. Ty J does look like he is quick on his feet to a little bit of a turn in his run and yeah. make an adjustment on the fly. So, yeah, that was nice to see. Again, shame his first TD is not in a winning game, but that's cool. Um, I'd like to see more of that. I would have liked to have yeah. seen more from Henry. It just said didn't happen. It's not always going to happen, and he likes playing against the Colts, so he'll be frustrated as much as anyone. Um, yeah. But that is what it is. Um yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a particularly great game. Um neither team took advantage of getting to the red zone. Titans red zone efficiency's been crap. Um there was a point like two years ago, if the Titans got to the red zone, we were it it's some ludicrous stat of like seventy eight percent of the time we were getting a touchdown from it. I I doubt we're even thirty percent getting one at the minute if yeah. we even get down there. Um and that's as a fan that's watching is frustrating because it's I don't see the offensive setup as it is when they are in their red zone. I don't look at it and think like you you could look at it and you could watch Diggs and think or Davis and think they're getting targeted. They they're going to run run route and it's going to be great. I don't yeah look at this offense and see that. Um, okay. Unless you're on the one yard line and you've got Derek Henry <laughs> lining up in the back, ready to leap over the top, I just don't see it. But obviously, it doesn't mean that they can't do it and things like that. They can. There's been touchdowns. I think we've scored seven this season. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's Nick Folk has been the best pickup because without the field goals, putting points on the board is yeah. Yeah, folks been scoring consistent. Yeah, isn't he? Isn't he something like sixty-six or sixty-seven kicks consecutive? He's yeah. I mentioned it on last season's last season's last episode's podcast. I think I don't have the numbers anymore from it, but he's got the longest current streak of consecutive made field goals. I believe. Um, yeah, I'm I th- sure it was him. I think he's on sixty-seven. Yes, so. He's been a great pickup. Um, he's getting those points. As I said seven touchdowns in five games is not a good return. <laughs> no. um, and it's, I'm just hoping that coming over to London, we'll get onto looking at that a little bit, just very briefly together with because obviously it's Titans v Ravens, so we'll look at that in a bit more in a minute. But 
I'm mm-hmm. just hoping a change of scenery, a change of environment can do something different for this team. Because at one yeah. point it looked like the home games would be good and the way would be bad. And at the, yeah, I don't want that. I just want to see something consistent throughout an entire game. But yeah, um, I mean, one other improvement actually for the O-line. They didn't allow a sack, which... Yeah, silver linings. <laughs> there was there was yeah. one at the end of the game, but that was on. Yeah, that's not an O line one that they I mean, gave yeah, up. Yeah, that's that's good because then obviously that does allow Tannehill the time to find yeah. D Hop and make and those it makes passes, sense so that D Hop had want. his best game because he wasn't just constantly under pressure. Yeah. Um, well, there were he made some really good plays. There were times he was under pressure and he was getting the ball out, and he just it looked like a more confident Tannehill. That sort of dependable Tannehill that. We've known over the last few years. Yeah, he's yeah. never been incredible, but he's always been dependable. Um, he looked lost for the first few games. And I don't know, new personnel, new people coming in. Maybe it's just a bit of an adjustment and that's still what we're going with. But um, yeah, there were, as I said, it wasn't from, this is another one that we were coming back from the game. So I was trying to get a signal on the train and then on the coach and then it was all over the place. So from the highlights, it um, doesn't look like the most exciting of games. But we'll see what happens next yeah. week. You um, you talking about the coach and stuff? I just found it funny. It was the ultimate testament to um, commentators' curse. So I remember showing you my phone because I was on Red Zone and you obviously you were solely on the Titans game. And obviously Red Zone cut to your game, and at the bottom left-hand corner they put up most consecutive games without allowing. 100 yards rushing and I was like no way dude look at this you're second behind San Fran I think San Fran back in 94 or 98 or something you know they put up a consecutive streak of something like 31 games and you were on 22 so I was like no way look at this and you literally showed me your phone and you were like Zach Moss has just ran past 100 yards (laughs) (laughs) yeah he was on like 120 odd or something by that point it's like yeah Yeah, great so cool that was that was a little bit of a chuckle, but he yes. just came out. He came out of nowhere. Everyone was expecting Jonathan Taylor to do well, and then Zach Moss is like, "Nah, you can hold my beer." Yeah, it's um, it was just typical <laughs> the way that it happened. But didn't yeah. uh, Bridgerton come out of the game and swap over for Minshew at some point? He did. Yeah, he so did. Yeah, Richardson's got a shoulder. Um, issue i don't know if it's it may have been oh it's a sprained ac joint isn't it shoulder so they've said he's going to miss some time i haven't said yeah how much yet which Um, i think yeah that's a big blow to them because Minshew obviously he's there for a reason he um has some form of skill in order to be a backup qb in the nfl but i think richardson's a huge loss he's just he's throwing himself into tackles and stuff like uh, it's, it's just him it's the way he plays and it's almost as if he's trying to put the team on his shoulders and it's like bro trust your players you you have yeah. different players one thing so watching him before he went out and um, we mentioned it briefly on i think we did anyway it might have been another conversation where you see all the highlight reel and he looks good and he does the runs and whatever his inaccuracy on the long throw is really obvious when you actually watch a colts game that he is starting in or playing in um 
he does not have that accuracy not yet no. anyway because yeah. there were there were some like really he wasn't particularly pressured and he's just thrown out <laughs> just terribly mm. um so yeah. yeah hopefully he adds you know works on that get, improves that in his game as i said that was kind of an issue for him previously yeah. before anyway but his athleticism carried him through the rest so yeah hopefully he gets that yeah. interesting because i like what i've seen of him so far yeah time. definitely um and we also didn't mention jonathan taylor's back for this game mm. um we haven't mentioned him because moss just took all the limelight away um but taylor's fit ready he's happy he's been paid um mm-hmm. so he's he got has been paid he's got that bag meal extension yeah 26 odd guaranteed so he's one of the mm-hmm. highest paid of running backs in the league um he's but then yeah uh, yeah we we don't know what happened in that game we don't know if he was on a snap count and they're kind of um migrating him back to the team because he has been out for some time he was out for the majority of last season and obviously now pre-season and, and this season with this injury so um you might see him do a bit more the next week. It might take a couple of weeks. You never know. Um, yeah, we'll um, we'll have to see. Yeah. But uh, shall we? It. it was a loss. It was crap. Yeah. Should we kind of cut our loss there and uh, have a look at towards week six? Yeah. Sure. Awesome. So before we go on to uh, what games we've got coming up, um, we I do have the power rankings going into week six. Um, unfortunately, our three teams, um, they they don't feature well. So um, we'll go in reverse order this time. So the Titans, um, unfortunately, have dropped seven places and are now 23rd in the power rankings. I still think that sounds too high. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's okay. Um, yeah, it's probably about fair. It's in the right. The right the right wrong end of the power ranking there's just there's yeah. no consistency and i think if you are a team without consistency you're always gonna just trip yourself up that's fair that's fair um ravens you are down two and sat in 10th okay bills are down three and sitting in sixth so outside of the top five yeah um, dusted i do yeah but we are I do have one um, looking at it which completely shocked me. The Lions are sat fifth. They've looked good, though. They, they do have. look good. Considering it's really was... entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've done well. They've done well draft wise the past couple of seasons and, you know, getting into the playoffs last uh, end of last year. They look good. I think fifth is really, really good for them. Yeah. Even and um, that's with some injuries as well. Presently, it is. Um, yeah, they've still we'll have managed to, see. to kind of put up a performance. So. And a suspension as well. One of their top. Um... Well, he's back now, isn't he? Um. Yeah. I mean, he had a suspension. Okay. Yes. But... yes. Yeah. Um. Should we have a little guessing game of who the top three are? Who do you think are first in the power rankings? 49ers, Eagles, yep. and Dolphins. Dolphins. No, <laughs> close. <laughs> It was Niners, Eagles, Chiefs somehow. No, it makes sense. They've been winning games. They haven't looked... Yeah. I've not been that impressed by them, but they're winning games. So. They are. Dolphins were sat fourth. Okay. But yeah, they, they'd climbed. I think the Bills and 
Uh, Bills dropped from three, so Casey uh, Casey dropped one. Eagles jumped up two. Finns jumped up two. Um, so yeah, bit of a bit of a mismatch. Dolphins have had fifty-five more points scored against them than the Chiefs have. So that's probably what's making them lower. Fair, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> quite... But they're both four and one teams. Both yeah. have the same and yeah. stuff. Taylor Swift is uh, boosting Casey. It is. It's all those Swifties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Let's um let's actually go into week six then. So we'll leave your two game um the last just because. Um we'll look at the Bills uh, very, very quickly. So uh, we host the Giants. Annoyingly it is a twenty past one on a Monday morning. So um this is Sunday late Sunday for America. Um I I don't know about this one because the Giants um, almost brought themselves back at the weekend against, um, who did they play? Uh, they played the Dolphins. They did not bring themselves back. <laughs> that was it. No, no, no. At, at times, before the Dolphins started yeah, it, pulling it away. Yeah, it was close. It was close to begin yeah. with. So, <clears throat> I don't know how this game's going to be labelled. Is it the Giants finally find their streak and then they start to win are the Bills going to kind of dust themselves off from London and kind of clean their wounds and, and power on through um, I, think, I don't know well, so two factors on that if you weren't aware so Dan Jones exited the game the other day as well against Miami I with a neck injury I did not know that so he's got to have an MRI on it so it might not keep him out but there is a potential injury there so they may be down a quarterback I don't know who their backup quarterback is is. No idea. Uh, and Saquon was out again, so mm-hmm. Matt Brader is not a suitable backup for Barkley. Um, okay. In terms of what he offers that offense, so if Saquon isn't back, then already their odds are slashed. If they're also on backup QB, then I think, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Sometimes so, you can come in and just absolutely smash it because there's no pressure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know those factors. Um, I think I do think the Bills sort their shit out. I think they they dust themselves off. They go again. I don't think we're going to walk over them or have a high scoring game. I think the Giants get twelve. Uh, the Bills. Um. 24 I think we get maybe a couple couple of TDs um, some field goals Um, I I just think they take it back to basics Um, yeah that's probably probably the best of what we can do but let's go on to the uh, let's jump on to the main kind of piece de resistance for us of the of the (laughs) weekend so Titans are hosting the Ravens in London. Let's go. Give me a quick segment from you two. Um, what you're looking forward to, what you reckon is going to happen. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not expecting good things. I feel like it's going to be a really tight, like pent-up, um, awkward game. Um, maybe 
not from the Ravens, but I think that's how the Titans will play it. I just think they haven't found any rhythm elsewhere. So I want them to come over to London and just freshen things up. But do I actually think that will happen? No, I think they will just go with the same that they have been doing and it's not necessarily going to work. Okay. Um, we're also coming over late like the Bills did on the yeah. Thursday, which having seen the Bills and how they were doesn't fill me with confidence. Mm-hmm. So let's hope Derek Henry's on the plane doing his lunges. and <laughs> <laughs> um, Ravens are heading over tonight. tonight. Re- yeah, they're, they... they're already either over or on their way. Yeah, they mm-hmm. should be on the plane. So they're going to be well rested. At the time um, of recording. They've messed up in the last week and there's some really questionable things going on with the Ravens, but I don't think the Titans will have enough to capitalise on it like Pitt did. Okay. So I'm hoping for just a good game. That's the most I can hope for. I want to see Derek Henry stiff arm someone. I couldn't care less what else happens. <laughs> I just get to witness that in real life. That's um, fair. Yeah. Dan, your thoughts? thoughts are. Cool. Um, what I would like and what I think is going to happen are going to be two very different things. Same as what Adam's just said. I would love to see... Obviously, I want, I want us to win, but I don't even mind if the Titans score loads. I just want, I just want a nice high-scoring game, loads of action. I also want to see Derek Henry stiff-arm someone, even though it means it's going to be someone on my team. I just want to see it, because, again, we follow the three teams more than we do the other ones because it's our teams. But um, I, I, I think I think Adam's right. I think it's going to be a really awkward, pent-up kind of game. I think we're going to get a lot of mistakes. We're going to get th- lose a load of penalties for some reason. And because of that, I reckon, I reckon the Titans will probably beat us because I have no faith in my team. But um, it could be the other way around as well. We could absolutely go and balls to the wall, do a Miami and get like 50 points or something stupid. But um, but I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, so let's let's get some um, predictions from you two. What are we saying? I'm going to say seventeen fourteen. I'm going to say to the Titans. I want the Titans to win. So let's okay back my team seventeen fourteen to the Titans. I don't actually think they'll win. I'm just being supportive. Okay, Dan. <laughs> I think. I think it'll be in the 20s for both sides. I reckon we will win 27-20. Oh, I wouldn't mind that score. I'd be happy 27-20, that. that would be a very good score. That's my, my prediction. Fair enough. Um, I think, given what you two have just said, and obviously hearing about the Titans going over late um, and whatever else. I do think the Titans win this one. Um, I don't know why. I don't know whether it's because of how Lamar's just acted recently and he's trying to be a hero and whatever else. Um, I think the Titans pip it on a last Falk field goal and it will be 2017 to the Titans. Okay. Yeah, I think think you both play it quite a close game um, and... You know, something's going to happen. Um, it will come down to the last crucial moment. Um, I do think we're probably going to see a long Justin Tucker field goal. Um, I I think he oh, okay. goes long. So obviously, you know, your your fourteen comes from your your two TDs and your 
extra points. I think your extra three come from a 60-yard Justin Tucker field goal, just because he wants to show off in London. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll show- take that. I think he showcases it. But, yeah, I think, you know, the scores we've given, I think either way, we're in for a good game. Um, let's Hopefully, let's yeah. hope it is good. And yeah. I think, I know that it won't happen because the Bills created such a great atmosphere, but I would like Titans to do something close to that or something yeah. better than other games that we've seen. I just mm-hmm. It'll be nice if there's something there, a little bit of memorabilia, flag or whatever. They haven't yeah, done it cool. at the Spurs games, but that would be nice. But Yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll, we'll have to see. Yes, indeed. So that is obviously the upcoming Sunday. Sunday awesome. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Let's, uh, let's jump to the usual section then. Um, Adam, can you take us around the league? Yeah, so same as always, I'm not going to go into every injury and stuff like that. Anything notable, I will try. Um, so early game this week, Commanders hosted the Bears and they lost 20 40. The Bears have ended their longest losing streak in franchise history, which was 14 games in a row. And that's now over. Um, Chase Claypool has also since gone to the Miami Dolphins. So he has got out of there. Um, yep. Patriots hosted the Saints and got shut Yikes. out. So Saints won 34. <laughs> Patriots. Um, yeah, to, to nothing. Uh, Mac Jones was pulled off at the start of the fourth. This oh, follows yeah. him being, yeah, got got to go. Um, Belichick's tugging me off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's an Alan Partridge <laughs> reference for anyone who doesn't get it. Um, <laughs> and similarly, he was pulled off in the, he was tugged off in the third last <laughs> week. <laughs> um, Belichick's still backing him in press, but I don't know if you've heard his media talks about it. They're so, I would not feel supported if I was Mac Jones. <laughs> No, because it's just like he's he's the star. Even if he okay. got tugged off okay. twice, that's it. <laughs> I think that is Belichick though. Belichick's just a very monotone, straight face yeah. guy. Just yeah, always has it's, been. It's not been looking good. Um, funny result. Yes, uh, Steelers, Ravens. We've already done. So I didn't mean to read that out. My apologies. Um, although. I will just say, actually, because I don't think you mentioned it, we thought Pickett was going to be out, but he ended up playing. Mm, so, yeah. 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 kind of wish he was out. Um, there was that, but Frymouth was out. Yeah. Just wondered. Uh, Lions hosted the Panthers. Lions won 42-24, and Amara St. Brown was out with an abdomen. Um, some sad injury news, though. So Emmanuel Mosley, who is coming back for his first game, from a torn left ACL that he suffered in week five last year, has tore his right ACL in oh, oh, May. Um, That's gutting. Yeah. So, sad times. Um, also, the Texans, go on. So, I was just going to say off the back of that game with the Panthers losing to the Lions, they're the only team to not get a win in the whole of the NFL now. They're the only team that is zero and five. They are, yeah. Could you um, imagine if you ever supported the Panthers? Who would ever yeah, support the Panthers? Um, <laughs> Falcons hosted the Texans. Falcons won 21-19, which surprised me a little mm. bit. I thought Texans were on a bit of a upward trend. But CJ Stroud did set a record for the most passes thrown to start an NFL career without an interception. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure it'll be next week that we've got confident. a new record for him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, I bet Panthers are kicking themselves. They went for Bryce instead of CJ. Yeah. I, know it's still, yeah. I know it's still early, but you know. Yeah. Um, Dolphins hosted Giants and won 31-16. Um, Miami have broken a record as well, 2,568 total yards of offense. So they've now surpassed the 2,000 Rams for the most total yards of offense by a team in its first five games of a season in NFL history. (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny. (laughs) Um, Devon Achan is dealing with a knee injury and he is expected to miss multiple weeks. Uh, They may look at getting Jeff Wilson back ASAP. So I think they're now within the window where they can activate him. Yeah. Um, Cardinals hosted the Bengals. Cardinals lost 20 to the Bengals 34. Bengals looked good this for the first time this season. Um, Yeah, they just looked good. Um, Cardinals James Connor is now on IR mm-hmm. after suffering a knee injury. Rams hosted the Eagles 14-23, quite a close-knit game. Cup returned and looked like he hadn't been out. Yeah, <laughs> he looked good. Came straight back in, looked good. Um, my favourite thing from this game was AJ Brown's one-hand catch. don't know if you've seen that. It's yeah. just effortlessly... It wasn't like a spectacular one, it was just effortless, just boop. Um, yeah. That was nice. Broncos hosted the Jets. Jets won 31-21. Brees Hall is no longer going to be limited. And that showed from this game. He yeah, he good. went off. Yeah. Um, and also the Broncos have traded veteran Randy Gregory to the 49ers. They want to focus on younger players moving mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Vikings hosted KC. Uh, KC won 27-20. Justin Jefferson has suffered a hamstring injury and he's been placed on IR. So he's going to miss games against Browns, 49ers, Packers and Falcons. Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, big loss for them. Kelsey's dealing with an ankle injury. He did get strapped up and played on um, and he's due to practice, but they've got the short turnaround, I think. Do they play Thursday? Is it them? Uh, Maybe not. I feel like they've got a short turnaround, but I'm might be wrong yeah Um, did you did you see that one happen it looked really obviously it's innocuous because there was no one around him he no so he no i did see it i was saying no as in there was no one around him yeah Um, like just receives the ball and then goes to run and his foot's just like nope and it's the photo of um just this shot of when his foot's sideways (laughs) yeah like it it's just one of those nasty ones you're gonna yeah. feel it. Um, just where it I, just, Swift's fault. I just hope yeah. it doesn't hurt too much because obviously he doesn't want any bad blood, does he? So, <laughs> that's right. If he just shakes it off, it'll be fine. <laughs> I would try and contribute, but I don't know any songs, so uh, I'll just leave a blank space here. So, Forty Nine has hosted the Cowboys. <laughs> it was terrible. I'm sorry. Um, 49ers hosted the Cowboys and ruined them, 42-10. Yeah, Cowboys didn't look good. Dak Prescott says that this might be the most humbling loss that he's ever been a part of. Wow. Um, Yeah, George Kittle, first ever three-touchdown game that he's had, I think I heard them say. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they've now won 14 consecutive regular season games. It's the second longest regular season win streak in franchise history so mm. if they beat whoever they're up against next then they'll tie that because that's how that works 
can we, before you jump onto the next one, can we just give some appreciation to George Kittle? Because the the balls on this man, he, I mean, he's a funny guy in the NFL anyway. He jokes around, he kids around, he's on social media, he's incredibly funny. Yeah. He scores three TDs against Dallas and on the third touchdown, he lifts oh, yeah. up his jersey and he's wearing a grey t-shirt underneath with the Dallas star on it, which just says, fuck Dallas. <laughs> I mean, the the balls on this man, that is absolutely incredible. Yeah. That'll be worth any sort of fine that will probably come his way. Yeah, yeah. I think he, um, he was interviewed on Pat McCaffrey's show and um, there was a player in the 94 championships, I think, who um, did that? He played Dallas, scored a touchdown, lifted up his top, and it was a top that said "fuck Dallas" on it. So I think he was replicating that, and obviously he just thought, you know, I've scored three touchdowns. Let's go. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, I like the way okay. he held off until he scored a third. Yeah, like, cause you scored your first two. You don't know <laughs> if you're going to get a third one, but he's like, do it on every single one. Stop yeah. it. We'll do it. Um, and then final game to round us off, Raiders hosted the Packers. Raiders won 17-13. Mm-hmm. Um, fun little fact from this one. The game wasn't that exciting if you saw any of it. But for the first time since 1987, uh, two brothers have been the kickers on opposing teams. So Daniel no Carlson way. for the Raiders and Anders Carlson for the Packers. That's pretty cool. I like so things like that. Out. Yeah, 30, about that? 30, 35 years. I like that. That's really cool. I can't do maths. 36 years. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two other things of note. First one, Dick Buckus, one of the best and most intimidating defensive players in NFL history, has died aged 80. Very sad. Oh. Um, yeah, RIP Dick. And the brotherly shove or tush push or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, this has the attention of competition committee and the NFL and NFLPA because um, they plan to study all the injury data relating to the yep. play during mm-hmm. the off-season. So nothing can change this season. It's here for this. Um, I think it's because a couple of Giants players got injured last week um, during this play. So, yeah, they're, they're going to review it. But it doesn't work for every team. So I don't know if they're no. just reviewing it in terms of a safety thing. But regardless yeah, of it, isn't it an automatic first for the <laughs> Eagles when they're there. The amount of other teams that have tried to do it and haven't been able to, yeah, it's. Um, I don't think there's any lot. sort of advantage. It's just if you've got the personnel to do it, you can. If you haven't, you yeah, can't. it's it's a glorified QB sneak, isn't it? Yeah, just they <laughs> are good at it. They've got an incredibly good O line who can push them through. Yeah, so because it's been tried and there's been some injuries, I think they're going to review it. So it was reviewed last year as well, and nothing changed, and I think again but it's just on the agenda yeah um, no, that's that's fair and the only other thing of note just for anyone who doesn't know um just worth mentioning that we are leading up to the trade deadline at the end of the month so it'd be mm-hmm. interesting to keep an eye on that see what happens yeah um, definitely bills may need to look at multiple injuries that have come through in this last week so yeah be interesting to see if you pick anyone up um yeah, hopefully there's been yeah. some talk of um, PS2, so Patrick Sertrain 2. Um, yeah, yeah. He is on you know a couple of people's lips at the minute, so that would be good. Oh, very, very good there? cornerback. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Cool. Dan, awesome. give us some stats. Hit cool. us with your stats. So, the usual columns will have passing yards, rushing yards, receiving and sacks. 
Um, so our passing yard leaders for week five are in first place. We've got Tua still, um, same as last week, but he's now got sixteen hundred and fourteen yards. Uh, wow. In second place is Kirk Cousins with fourteen hundred ninety eight. Uh, third place is CJ Stroud with fourteen hundred sixty one. My boy. In fourth place is Matthew Stafford with fourteen fifty one. And Josh Allen is in fifth place now with 1,407. It's just so those piss off. missiles he was throwing. That's what got yeah. him up there. So there are passing yard leaders. Um, two is taking a big old lead now against Kirk. He's like nearly 150-ish ahead. Yeah. So it's all good. Um, be interesting to see how that continues as well with obviously JJ now out for four weeks minimum. Yeah. So yeah. Um, obviously he's got Addison and KJ Osborne to throw to and Mm -hmm. obviously Hawkinson but depends whether they go to the run game more yeah exactly I wouldn't be surprised if CJ Stroud sneaks up yeah maybe Um, it's not one of the columns but pass rating Brock Purdy is the number one for that with 123.1 rating nice Uh, rushing yards um, our leaders this week for week five is McCaffrey with 510. Um, Devon Achain. Is it, is it Achain? Achan. Achan. Um, apologies, Devon, if you're listening. Um, well, cause it no, was Achain and then he, he said, the that's media what team to correct it to, okay. I think it's Achan. Okay. So Achan is in second place with 460. Um, great so, for a rookie. McCaffrey's 50 yards ahead of him, but to be in second place week five, that's awesome. Um, Zach yeah, Moss, but then if you're going on to IR, it's not going to be good. No, it's true. Um, Zach Moss is in third with 445. DeAndre Swift for Philly with 434. And then Travis Etienne is fifth with 396. Nice. So that's nice. changed up a bit since last week. Uh, receiving yards, uh, Tyreek Hill is in the lead with 651. Um, Pukunuku is in second with 572 yards. Uh, JJ for the Vikings is in third with 571. So he's literally one yard behind Pukunuku. So that's going to drop off. He'll drop down a bit now, yeah. Mm. Um, AJ Brown for Philly has got 541. And in fifth place is DJ Moore for the Bears with 531. He literally was nowhere to be seen at the beginning of the week and then pulls 300 yards out of his bloody arsehole yeah. in one game. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's nuts. Um, yeah, so that'll be interesting to see how that changes as well. Now we've got some significant injuries and stuff happening. And then uh, Nutsacks category is a bit different this week. So we have our clear leader with TJ Watt for the Steelers with eight sacks. And then tied second is everyone else. So the Jags, Josh Allen, um, Trey Hendrickson for the Bengals, Daniel Hunter for Minnesota, and Khalil Mack for the Chargers all have Mm -hmm. six sacks each. Wow. And so they are in second place. So yeah, but TJ Watt's been the top pretty much since the beginning. So I think he'll be there for a little while longer. But yeah, that's the, the stats for this week. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) <laughs> cool let's uh let's jump into the rookie watch then so as always we're going through the players drafted in the first round looking more at the offensive players just because they're a bit more fun and i make the rules 
So um, first overall, uh, Bryce Young, he's obviously having a bit of a torrid time at the Panthers. Week five, he picked up a 56.6. CJ Stroud, second overall, um, playing for the Houston Texans. He is doing much better than his uh, brother in Carolina. Uh, He picked up a week five of 74.2. We've got Anthony Richardson. Big difference. Yeah, big, big difference. Uh, Richardson of the Colts, obviously he was pulled out of the game um, kind of midway through, or quite early on, I believe. Um, he somehow managed a, a 50 grade, um, even, I mean, he he managed 22 snaps. So in those 22 snaps, he did enough to get himself kind of half the mark. So fair play to him. Um, cool. The, uh, where is he? Uh, I've lost him. There he is. Bijan Robinson, overall eighth. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, he picked up a week five of 68.1, had a very nice um, touchdown grab, so he kind of caresses the ball between his bum and his hip and caught it it behind him, and yeah, very, very good. It looked really nice. And then Belichick tucked him off. What? What? (laughs) Wrong wrong team, wrong, wrong player. Um... Peter Skronsky, uh 11th overall for the Titans. He's obviously now over his appendectomy. He picked up a week five of 50.5. Uh, Lions with Jamar Gibbs was uh, inactive this week, so he did not play. Obviously, he's one of the uh, injury-prone players. Uh, not injury-prone, sorry. He's one of them played by injury. Um, Luca Van Ness, Green Bay Packers, obviously played last night. He picked up a 68.5. We also have... Uh, unfortunately, Christian, Chris, can't even talk. Christian <laughs> Gonzalez, um, he is obviously um, suffering with a torn labrum. I think it's pronounced. Um, obviously, that happened in week four, so we can't comment on him. He was a good one to watch, but unfortunately, he's now out for the season. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jeeba, he was also not playing this week. He was on a bye. This rookie watch is going really well, isn't it? Um, <laughs> We have Quentin Johnson of the Chargers. He was also on a bye. Uh, Zay Flowers, Baltimore Ravens. He, obviously, as I mentioned, had um, he's been quite consistent in targeting, but obviously he missed quite a few catches. He picked up a 56.9. Uh, Jordan Addison, who stepped in after Justin Jefferson going off of his hamstring injury. Obviously, you can probably expect Addison to pick up the volume now that he is gone. He got a 71.2 which is very good to see. And then rounding it off um, with Dalton Kincaid in Buffalo Bills, uh, 55.7, so could do a lot better. And that is Rookie Watch for Week 5. So, last but not least, as always, let's have a little chat fantasy, um, how we did, how we got on, what we're looking forward to, uh, what we're looking at waivers-wise. Um, let's start with look at the games uh let's start with you dan how did you get on i i won my game this week okay by a nice. considerable difference you did so you I pulled did out 127.52 so that's decent um mm-hmm. who made it worth my while so etienne did for me uh 26 carries 136 yards two touchdowns uh, one two point conversion. Um, so yeah, got 36.4 for me. That's decent. And um, projected was 13 points, so that's really, really good. 
glad I got him. I'm pretty sure he was one of the people that we traded between us. I gave you digs for him and someone. It, it was, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we've we've both done well there. So, cheers, buddy. Um, speaking of trade, I still need to look at the one that you sent me earlier. I haven't had a look yet, so I'll do that tonight. Yeah, you do, bitch. Promise. Um, Sam Howell got me some decent points. I decided to put him in instead of um, Dobbs. I, I, I put him for waivers last week for Howell and uh, Dobbs. But I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting to get both, but I did. So I have two packups, starting backs. But um, when Justin Herbert's back next week, I'll put him back in. But mm-hmm. he did all right for me this week, so well done. Um, Perrin didn't do well. Safe Flowers got me 12. Cotton Sutland did significantly worse this week. He's been normally quite consistent. Um, Hawkinson was okay. Um, Curtis Samuel Washington also got me 18 points. T. Marshall for Carolina can do one because he got zero. Um, I also might need to change my kicker because even though I picked Justin Tucker really early in our draft, I think he was like my sixth or seventh pick. He's only been getting like four, three kind of points. He's not been like I need Nick Folky kind of points happening. I need someone yeah. from a team that goes for field goals more than what we do. Mm. So, yeah. So I did a right other one. So I just need to sort out some stuff. Waivers, I am putting in for some stuff. But as per usual, I'm not going to say what until next week. That's fair. You are picking... Uh, you're after me. You are eighth on the waiver list. So, yeah, probably cool. slim pickings for me and you. Probably. Nice. I do uh, need let's... <laughs> we can talk business. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's jump on to Adam. So obviously, as we know, Adam, you are reigning champion each week and smashing it points wise. Oh yeah, how build you... me up so you can just. How did how did you get on? <laughs> yeah, shit week for me. Um, <laughs> I I was worried I wouldn't break a hundred. I didn't even break eighty five. Eighty four point six eight in the end. Um, it's just a bunch of shit. Christian McCaffrey got 13.8 when he's projected at like 23, 24, something like that. That's obviously a big hit to you. Yeah. Thing. Um, Connor going out injured didn't help. So he only picked up 4.6. I put Jordan Love in instead of Kirk Cousins. So Kirk's on my bench picking up 19.8. Jordan Love was picking up 7.98. Not good. Um, there's some other okay scores in there, but just very average. Uh, they're all around the eight to nine, so I really don't have anything to shout about. Everyone lived yeah. in the toilet this week. Um, but as I said, Kirk warm in the bench, and Ty J Spears, who I had on the bench, who picked up a nice sixteen point nine. Um, so yeah, even if I had made some different decisions and put in all my best points performers. I still wouldn't have won. Um, I was up against Jamar Chase, who got 52.2. I think that alone, you know, that's nearly as many points as me. (laughs) Him and Jalen Hurts, 28.32. That's literally, like, my points. So He went off. Yeah, it was um, going to be a tough week for me. Anyway, hopefully I can sort something out for next week. Um... The wave wire we've said before in a twelve man, so it's so hard to pick up different options because all the good ones go. But yeah. I traded Mostert away for Connor, 
thinking that Mostert would end up falling down the pecking order. Jeff Wilson would come back. Achan's now got his injury, so Mostert's going to carry on picking up more of the play, and Connor's injured. So that trade is potentially going to backfire on me. Um, so, yeah, obviously, Demacado's the the big trending one because of Connor being out. So I'm going to go in for him. I'm not expecting to get him. Um, but that's kind of it for me um, out of everyone cool. that's available. Yes. Fair. How about you? Um, I did the win. Um, I managed okay. to get, I think it was in the same ballpark as Dan with points. Yeah, so I got 128.16. Uh, outscoring my opponent by a good 32, 33 points. Uh, they failed to break 100 or so. Um, looking at it, I had um, kind of a mixed bag, really. So Josh Allen uh, over-projected. He was projected uh, 22. He got me 28.76. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson projected 10, got me 2.4 because Pats suck. Um, obviously, I do have the Alan Diggs combo, so Diggs got me 24.10, which is obviously really good. Uh, Cooper Cup obviously coming back, that is a huge boost to my fantasy team, so I've been kind of hanging out for him all season. He's now come back in and immediately got me 19.8, so for a comeback game, that is very, very good. Um, he can only get better, obviously, sharing it with Puka Nakua, but we can see. Uh, my kicker and defence got six apiece. Um, and then the rest kind of hit there or thereabouts with projection. Um, so I can't really complain too much. Uh, the only kind of bench warmer I do have is um, Josh Downs for Indy. He picked up 15.7. Um, but yeah, it is it is what it is. I got the dub. Um, I think I was... Um, Where's the report? I was pretty pretty efficient, so I think I could have got a maximum points of uh, 140, and obviously ended up with 128, so that's not too shabby. Um, I'm happy. I got the dub. It's pushed me from the toilet bowl into the playoffs, so we shall see how we do. Um, again, waivers, um, there are some players I'm looking at, but being uh, sixth, did I say? Seventh. So being seventh, I'm in the later half of the uh, waiver picks. I'm not expecting to get anyone I want. Um, we shall see. We shall see. But it's been fun. Um, it's it's crazy to think that we're already going into week six. It is flying by. But um, we say it every week. It's just, it's so much fun having fantasy back. Yep. It it's, is uh, nearly a third of the way through the season. Oh, I oh, don't like that. Disgusting. Don't yeah. like that at all. <laughs> nope. Awesome. Is there anything else from you two fine gentlemen? I nope. don't believe so. Awesome. Well, that's all we have time for this week. Please do join us again next week when we have the events and happenings from week six. Nice. Cool. Thank you very much. See you guys soon. See you later. Bye. Go Bills. <laughs>